0: Yes, sir. Gladys Knight going to join us in five minutes. The Empress of Soul, a seven-time Grammy Award winner. And you're asking why that's the case? Well, she is singing the national anthem at the NBA All-Star Game in Atlanta, where she's from. And uh, obviously, she'll be in the Coming to America movie, too. She's got a cameo in that movie that's coming out on Friday. So lots to discuss with (laughs) Miss Knight uh, in a few moments. That's incredible. I mean, really,
1: like, like Gladys Knight is going to be on Sports Talk Radio to talk about stuff from the National Anthem at the All-Star Game. You mentioned coming to America. This is beautiful. What is this, Velvet?
0: I mean, this is amazing. No question, dude. It's it's cool. Uh, it's rare that you get to have basically uh, royalty on the show. Right. And, and that's that's who we're going to have on the show today. Pretty cool, uh, Courtesy huh? of LZ. LZ made all that happen. LZ uh, got the... So, I guess was connecting with her in some way, shape, or form and uh, and was able to get Gladys on the show. So. That is
1: really cool. I know. And when, when we started our pre-show meeting, I was like, yo, LZ, for real? Like when, when he put that in our group text earlier today, I was like, Gladys Knight, wow. I mean, that is not somebody you usually expect to say, hey, you know who I'm going to talk to today? Gladys Knight, amazing.
0: No, definitely when I woke up this morning, that was not the case. Yeah. 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 Um, how you, LC. How, living, man? So how did you make that happen, by the way? Just so we know.
2: How did I make it happen? Yeah. This is what we do. How we do it. This is how we do. What are yeah. you talking about? Yeah. We, this is ESPN LA, baby. Yes, we yes. have nothing but stars on this show. Come yes. on, man. Right. Right. I mean, stars is one thing, royalty is another. Uh, but, but you know what? Speaking of royalty, w- what do you I call L-Z's Michael right. Thompson? What do you call Michael? Is he not royalty? Not really. Okay, you're probably right. He's a court jester, though.
0: Yes, there you go. go, go. Well,
1: you're right, LZ. There's no excuse to not have royalty, so I'm going to put it out there into the universe. LeBron, AD, we'd like to have you on the show. Let's do a beautiful thing. Let's
2: talk it out. I've actually never asked him. I think we should.
0: Yeah, LeBron doesn't do a ton of radio. He does it in, um, he does media day for the station, and that's pretty much the deal.
1: But so. but but he's a guy. We're guys. He that's likes a good basketball. start. That's right. a good start. He, <laughs> right. he, like, he <laughs> likes basketball. Yeah. Right. We, we like sports and basketball. I bet yeah. you
2: he likes Mexican and Spanish chorizo. Right. We like Mexican and Spanish chorizo. Correct. 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 Right. correct. 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 Right. So, Some so of us why? like it as cold cuts. Some of us prefer it cooked and actually prepared in tacos, but, you know, whatever.
1: Right. Right. So, so there's no reason... Why, if Gladys Knight and what LZ says is right on, this is ESPN LA. This is the biggest of the big time. This is the the Lakers of sports radio, the Dodgers of sports radio. LeBron, AD, let's talk it out.
2: (laughs) Let's talk it out. (laughs) Let's talk it out. It's, it's so funny. So yesterday was actually the premiere for Coming to America, but it was right during our show. Oh. So, so even though I had an invitation to attend the premiere. Right. Uh-huh. You know, obviously, you know, the show takes precedence. Correct. So I'll have to wait until tomorrow to see what the sequel is like. But fingers are crossed. Legs are crossed. Toes. I'm yeah. crossing toes. Right. Right that it is as great as the first one.
0: Okay, so here's what I've been told. Are you ready, or do you Mm -hmm. want me to just say... No,
2: I don't want you to to tell me anything. Okay. I don't want you to tell me if it's good. I don't want you to tell me if it's bad. I don't even want you to tell me if there's black people in it. I want to be surprised. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, I won't do any of that. I mean, this
0: movie,
1: though, Coming to America, I don't know about you guys. I'm going to assume, but I, but I, I don't know for sure. This is like one of the most important movies of my life. And when I say it like that, what I mean is, you know, Eddie Murphy, I've, I've loved everything that Eddie Murphy's de- done. Beverly Hills Cop, everything? 48 Hours. I did mean, you see really... the Vampire no.
2: Brooklyn movie? No, I yeah, did not. Vampire everything Brooklyn was not great. Yeah. And, <laughs> and what was it? Is it
1: Norbert? No, what Norbert?
2: What? Wasn't, yeah, that wasn't yeah. too good. LZ,
1: I love Eddie Murphy so much that when my girl wants to party on oh, the Oh, no, no, that's time. a jam, though.
2: That's, dude, yeah, that's, that's a jam.
1: Dude, that's that's on, dude. Yeah, I mean, talk I to me Eddie when you Murphy.
2: talk to me when you actually know Eddie Murphy's ballots, then I know you're a fan.
1: Ooh. OK, all right. All right.
2: I hear I don't hear the ballots. you no, I seeing don't the have ballets.
1: it. I don't think I have it. I don't think all I've right. got it. I don't know, you know if you're a real fan then. I know. But, dude, I'll tell you right now. In 1983, I'd be sitting in my room with a cassette tape. I think I may still have the cassette player, by the way, talking about yeah. old stuff earlier this week.
0: What and, was it? The, the song that he, he did about what, did he do it on Saturday Night Live, too, though?
2: What Which one, the party ballad all the
0: time? Yeah, no, no. I'm talking about the ballad. How no. could it be? Yeah, how could it
2: be? Mm. I don't know if he did it on Saturday Night Live too.
0: I'm pretty sure he performed that when when he uh, when he sang when he, one of the times he was on many 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 moons ago before because mm. remember he hadn't been on in like forever right until, uh, uh, until the uh, the uh, reunion thing they did and then he came out there literally for like two seconds and wasn't funny and everybody was like what happened so uh, nonetheless I'm sure the movie will be great and we will talk. Uh, to our next guest about that as well. Uh, She is royalty, seven-time Grammy winner, the Empress of Soul. Gladys Knight joins us here on ESPN Los Angeles. Miss Knight, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, Let me start here because you are performing the National Anthem in Atlanta, where you're from originally, for the NBA (laughs) All-Star Game. How how did that all come about, Miss Knight?
3: Well, uh, I... I'm from Atlanta, as you know, or may not know, <laughs> born and raised there, and I just have you know just this thing in my heart as far as you know doing the anthem and being there with with people that I so respect, you know, as far as the games are concerned and 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 what have you and and the way we've been in the business for such a long time, I can imagine what they put themselves through just to be as great as they are you know what i mean and i I just i'm blessed enough to know some of them you know and it's just it's just something that um i feel honored to do i really do i love this country and i love the people And I, 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 that are part of this whole thing. And when I was called, I mean, I was just saying, oh, thank you, thank
2: you, thank you. Now, Miss Knight, this is actually the second time that you're doing a national anthem uh, for like a really big sporting event. The first, as far as I can remember anyway, was two years ago at the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Now, the circumstances obviously were very different. were your feelings about singing the national anthem different from the Super Bowl than to what we're anticipating on Sunday?
3: No, I mean, I am just like that as far as America and, and you know, things like that just have me a, a, a special place in my heart. And I wasn't doing it for political reasons, if that's what a lot of people were thinking, you know, because we had a few things going at that time and, and uh I just wasn't uh you know brought into that and all I wanted to say was we have some awesome people doing some awesome things as far as their talents are concerned and then it got to be political like, you know, you shouldn't be doing the anthem and you shouldn't be doing this and that. And but I've always felt great about this country even though, we yes, we have some ups and downs and ins and outs and so forth and so so on. But a lot of people died so that we could have this respect as far as this country is concerned.
1: Wow. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Gladys Knight, Miss Knight, um, we know we don't have that much time with you, but we were all just talking about coming to America before you came on. Can you tell us how you got invited to be in the film? Ooh. And, yeah, I mean, we're so stoked to see this movie tomorrow. Tell us.
3: Yeah, I was so excited that they called called me to be a part of it and it is so fun. It was so fun to, to do it. Coming to America and all of those amazing artists and 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 movie people and it it was just, it was just good. I I just feel so blessed to be able to be in these arenas like this cuz I don't expect it. <laughs> And when when the call comes through my my wonderful organization and they call me to tell me usually that's the one time that I can jump up and down without people thinking I'm crazy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I just get excited. I love it and um you know and and it it shows us in, in our very best light. It it really does. You know, and the anthem I really enjoy singing it. It's a beautiful melody, it really is in my opinion. Just just my humble opinion. So.
2: Well your humble opinion matters anyway. more than a lot of other people, so I'm going to listen to you. I have to tell you, um it, it was yeah. so wonderful watching you and Miss Patty LaBelle during verses. That's or my as
3: girl.
2: Or, or as we said <laughs> in the black community, Auntie Chella. Yeah. And Yeah. But but what we didn't get was a winner. Who won in the verses?
3: I don't know. Nobody <laughs> told me. <laughs> we were just having a ball like yeah. we've always done. You know, me and Patty have been sisters for ages, you know, and and we just have these things that we just go through and, and we're so much alike, you know. I love to cook, she loves to cook. We had our children at the same time and and so forth and so on, you know. And it's just one of those things, and it's a beautiful thing uh, with a lot of things that's going negatively in the country or in the world even, you know. She and I just have so much fun.
0: She, is the, Empress. she is the Empress of Soul, seven-time Grammy Award winner. She'll be performing the National Anthem at the NBA All-Star Game this weekend. and Of course, tomorrow you can see – Coming to America too on Amazon Prime Video. It will be released to the world tomorrow. Yes. And she has a cameo. Miss Knight, thank you so thank much you. for yes. making time for us.
3: No, it's, it's my pleasure. I am always feeling honor when people call me to do such 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 things as this, you know, uh, like this. And it's so fun. On top of that, you know. We had <laughs>
0: Great for doing coming to America. <laughs> so, all right, Miss right, right, Knight.
3: Crazy people. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. That's yeah. awesome.
2: That's awesome.
4: Yeah. Miss Knight,
0: thank you again so much. We really appreciate it. Best of luck to you, and stay healthy and stay okay. safe. We love you.
2: Looking
3: forward to Sunday. My pleasure. I love you too, and hope to
0: see you soon. All right. righty, great. Take care,
1: LZ. Great, great shaping of the question about the anthem. I mean, just terrific shaping of it. I loved it because I knew what you were getting at. And I thought about it earlier myself because I was there in Atlanta and I saw her perform that anthem, World's a Different Place two years later, dog. And and that was really well-shaped. She had a great answer, too.
2: Well, you know, everyone's answer is different. And I never expect artists or anyone, really, to have my views on things and, you know, vice versa. Even my criticism about how the NFL was constructing this year's anthem um, it wasn't criticizing the artist. I think the artist should take advantage of opportunities wherever they may show up, as long as you know they don't completely undermine their own values. I was criticizing the NFL and what I thought was a cynical composition in terms of the anthem, but never the artist. So I'm happy to see Gladys Knight. She tore up the national anthem at the Super Bowl. I'm expecting her to put some stank on it in her hometown, <laughs> yeah. you know, for the All-Star game too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh the and look, of course she wasn't gonna say who won the verses, but who did you think won the verses, L Z?
2: Well, you know, I'm partial to Gladys Knights.
0: So. There you go. Well there you have it. <laughs> uh, by the way, before we go to break, uh L Z, when we were talking about Eddie Murphy movies, because Gladys is gonna be in Coming to America too, that's coming out tomorrow, um <laughs> uh Vic Damone Jr. tweets us. He says WTF, Vampire in Brooklyn was a classic with three exclamation marks, to which Beautiful. I responded and said, come on, man. And he said, y'all tripping. So he says, we're tripping, LZ. I'm with <laughs> oh. you. That movie's terrible.
2: Man, it might be a classic, but it wasn't a good classic. It right, thank be, you. It was yes. more like those Jiggly's classic or that glitter classic. Yeah, Jiggly. Yeah, but 48, yeah, 48 yeah. hours Thank great. you. Yeah,
1: Forty-eight for sure. Hours was a great movie. Great. Be- Beverly Hills Cop was a great Correct. movie. Correct. Those I are classic.
2: Listen,
0: I even
1: yeah. like The Golden
0: Child. even Yes. Though the plot yeah. Made Golden no Child sense. was good. Hey, Golden Child was good, man. Yeah, was good. Golden Child was good. Was but, good. But Vampire in Brooklyn? Nah, mm. I'm, I'm with
2: you, you, you know what it was, was a sneaky good? What? Harlem Nights. Oh, Harlem, oh, Harlem no, Nights is great. Movie. Good. No,
1: that
0: was real good.
2: Great. It shot
0: my damn pinky toe. <laughs> oh man, love Harlem Nights. <laughs> um. All right. Best Eddie Murphy movie. Let's go. Best (laughs) and worst. 877-710-ESPN. Hit us up. Thanks to Miss Gladys Knight for joining us there. Lakers lose yesterday. The refs are still tripping. We'll get to all that coming up in just a few moments as well. Stick around. Sedato, LZ and Cap, 710 ESPN. We're back in three minutes.
5: This podcast
1: is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple.
0: You want LeBron and AD on the this, on this show is what you want. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, I got to be honest, man. I, I, I've asked, like, hey, how come we never have LeBron or AD on the show? Or how come they never make an appearance on the station? And I was told, well, those guys don't do that. And I'm like, wait a second.
0: listen. Well, they don't. They do it once a year. I
1: understand. And, and my only point is, as LZ was saying, it's no, there's no reason to believe we shouldn't have Gladys Knight on. No, and, no,
0: I, I don't disagree with that, right. but here's and, the difference. Go ahead. Gladys Knight doesn't have to talk two or three times a day every time she has a, you know, a performance. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I got LeBron it. LeBron and AD got to talk a lot to the media. The last thing they want to do is talk to schlubs like us if, why? They, if they don't have to. Why? I mean, why not? I mean, they, Because they, they've got, uh, Kaplan, we're in 2021. They've got their own platforms. They don't I, need us.
1: I, I, they, you know what, George? You're 1,000% right. They don't need us most big stars would prefer to do their thing on their Twitter, their Instagram, their website, whatever it may be. But like for me, I'm just thinking they're guys, we're guys. They like ball. We <laughs> like ball. We got a lot of things we could talk about. Sure. What's, what's 10 minutes of your time on
0: the phone? Who cares? Sure. I mean, well, for LeBron, he's got a lot of things going so on. Do I. I got a
1: lot of things going on too, but I got 10 You're minutes not, for LeBron. Are,
0: are you making movies that are coming out this summer?
1: No, but I got a lot of stuff going on. I'll make 10 minutes for LeBron. LZ, how about something. you? You're, you're doing
2: something this summer, aren't you, Kaplan? I'm sure you got something going on this <laughs> summer. Oh, I got all kinds of stuff going on. You guys know.
0: I, I love how I I, that is like such a proto- stereotypical radio, I'm really important guy. Like, you got to talk to me, about because we're important. We're or, not that important.
1: Or flip it. Flip it. You ready? Oh, they're so huge that I can't even talk to those guys. That's I was not true. way.
0: I talk to them. Well, I know you when do, I do in the TV world. When I do a game, I talk I to them. I understand. I got it. But, but in the radio
1: it. world, the fans would love to hear from them. They're humans. So, we're humans. They have phones. We have phones. What's 10 minutes of their time?
0: I mean, it's not like Michael Jordan does a lot, does a lot of interviews. You know what I'm saying? I've actually like never asked him either. Well, we haven't asked him either, yeah. but he doesn't that's do it anyway. We'll so the
2: worst they can say is no.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, go ahead. I don't care. If he, I'd love for him to come on. So.
2: All right. Let's get LeBron on this year. I agree. There you go. Greg, right, make it happen.
1: I will work my angles, okay? I I have an angle. I've been thinking about it quite a bit. Just I have a, an angle.
2: Just get a credential and ask them. That's a good idea. There you go. Whenever there's credentials to whenever there's credentials again. to have because yeah. you can't
1: do
0: yeah. it you're not busting up the zoom to ask him to come on right, the radio exactly. no that's what i'm saying in 20 <laughs> in
2: 2021 yeah you know this year let's you know find a way to get him on that, this that, year that
0: is definitely not the way to go i would say that. on the zoom excuse the me zoom? lebron scott Kaplan,
2: no. 710 espn definitely how not the way
0: to uh
1: go. could we get you on the radio that's my question can we get you on, on the, the radio?
0: radios yeah yeah no definitely not Funny. the way to go um, all right, so anyway, real quick, before we get to the calls, because a lot of people want to chime in on this Eddie Murphy conversation because coming to America comes out tomorrow, and we'll be talking a lot of coming to America, I would imagine, tomorrow too. But um, real quick, Lakers lose. You know, look, I, I don't know. Capital, I, I, I know you wanted them to win. Um, you know, I, I don't really care if they won or not. Um, Frank Vogel and Kyle Kuzma after the game talked about just they feel good about the first half of the season. Like, If, if you had to give them a letter grade, Right? Where where would you go? You know, A through F. And you can do pluses and minuses, too, if you'd like.
1: I want to hear what LZ says first.
2: Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about this? I'll go. No, 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 no. Cap is always pulling in, in the caboose. Now, you use first, Cap. Okay. Speak. Yeah, okay. You, you're so bold. Okay. You want LeBron and AD on? Go tell us the letter grade, then. Right. C minus. Wow, really? Wow. Yeah, you should have kept that to yourself. <laughs> My bad. George, you go. See, minus. <laughs> C-? I mean, the what hell, the hell, dude?
1: Minus. C-? <sighs> well, well, look, here's the thing. We, we, the, the last part of the first half of the season yeah. has been a giant dud.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, there was a time when we were saying, hey, look, they're not playing particularly well, but they are winning. Now there's a moment where they're not playing particularly well and they're losing. Mm-hmm. And, and to finish the first half without AD, without LeBron, no Gasol, no Caruso, and to lose at Sacramento when it was a winnable game. And by the way, there's a lot of times when you're watching the team last night and you're going, who are these guys in, in these Laker jerseys? Like, who are these guys? My new favorite player, by the way, Alfonso McKinney. Yeah. Like Alfonso McKinney. Like he to see well? a little more of Alfonso
2: McKinney. So I'm mm-hmm. giving him a C minus. Okay. LZ? Uh, I'm giving them a b plus okay um given the injuries given the fact that their second best player and probably their best defensive player entered into the season hurt um the fact that this has been a totally remade squad in terms of players and skill set and and minutes allocations um and given the fact that you know other than Miami no one has had a shorter turnaround. <laughs> Um, the fact that they are as good as they are at this stage, uh, I think, is really encouraging. So I'm giving them a B. Plus. And just to kind of drive the point home, uh, the Miami Heat are 17 and 18. They're in the finals. The Denver Nuggets, who were in the Western Conference finals, are below us at 20 and 15. And I do believe, was it Boston? The Boston numbers-
0: Celtics are only are 18, and 18 and 17. 17. Yeah.
2: So out of the final four squads, the Lakers are clearly better than all of them still. I'm and holding firm, the, LZ. I'm holding gi- firm. And given the injuries and the remade that they had to go through going into the season, I think they've been very good.
0: Okay, I'm going to give them a B. Um, and I, You know what? I'm going to go B-. And the reason I'm going to go B- minus is because they're the four seed. And while I don't think seeding will matter at the end, because I do think a healthy Anthony Davis solves a lot of problems uh, and makes them the, uh, in my opinion, favorite to win the whole thing again, Um, I still feel like there were at least a couple of games where they should have won, where they had enough to win and still couldn't pull it out, and whether it was the players not giving up the effort or giving forth the effort I thought they should give, or like the other night, right, like for the first time I thought Frank had a a poor game, Um, I I just feel like at the end here things slipped a little. Had they been in the top two, I would have probably said B-plus or A-minus. But the these last few games have stuck with me a little bit, so I'm not as crazy as Kaplan on a C minus, but I'm going to go B minus. So hit us up on the phones eight seven 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 ten ESPN if you got a letter grade for the Lakers in the first half. But let's go to Greg in Pasadena, uh, real quick. Greg, what's up? Hey, what's up, fellas? So up,
4: my, my Eddie Murphy movie Trading Places and yep. Coming to America yep. for two reasons. He he breaks them in Trading Places and then he gives them money back. And coming to America, he does. So, so that was yeah. cool. And then Pluto, Pluto Nash was by far his
2: worst movie. Oh my gosh. Oh, Pluto Nash. Yeah, Greg, oh, man, thank you. deep Appreciate dive it. right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Good lord. Uh, I mean, Pluto Nash. I
2: don't even know what it was that he well. thinking on that one. I, think I saw it once. Yeah. You don't really need to see that more than once. No, you're right. You know, you got to try stuff. I mean, Jordan was doing space movies. Yeah. So you know, they were just yeah. they were just trying stuff, and and really. Yeah. every major Hollywood star has got a Pluto Nash.
0: Right, that's true. No, no, no. There's a lot. Look, everybody's got a stinker. In Even there. Meryl
2: Streep. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd be like, yeah, girl, yeah, why'd sure. you do that? By the way,
0: <laughs> I, I think uh, Greg at Pasadena, you know, all I can think of, one of my favorite. Raj knows this place too. Uh, there's a great spot, because Raj lives in the San Gabriel Valley, and I used to live out there. Uh, there's this great tapas bar. Not topless, tapas bar. But
2: I want the latter.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm in the bottomless myself called barcelona and it says of course spanish tapas R- laura you been
4: yeah that was my spot man
0: yeah i love mm-hmm. that spot the great nice patio chorizo the back. on a charcuterie board it does it's got chorizo it got mm-hmm. spanish chorizo right there we could yeah you could have gone there and had spanish chorizo but it is delicious um i don't know what's going on i guess because of the little patio maybe it might be open now um, but down in Old Town in Pasadena I love that place all right let's uh, real quick before we go back to the calls Cap we're giving away something really cool today we uh, are tell as a matter people of how fact. to
1: do it yeah hey listen everybody who's tuning in right now you have the advantage over everybody who will wind up tuning in later think about what just happened I gave the Lakers a C minus uh, LZ gave them a B plus B right um, George B minus and so listen these are the kinds of questions coming up tonight, 640. Make sure you're sticking with us the entire show. You're going to win the Lakers pop shot. And you can go to pop a shot, P-O-P-A, pop for more information. It's like $369 gift, and it's going to be perfect in your house for you, your kids. You're going to love it, but you got to listen to the whole show.
0: Yeah, and if you go to ESPN Los Angeles's uh, Twitter account, you can see what the Papa Shot game looks like that we're giving away. It's it's got uh, it's you know dressed up in Lakers colors and all that. It's a pretty cool deal for you, the family, the kids, all that stuff. So, but again, the only way you win, we're gonna do a pop quiz for the Papa Shot at six forty, and if you get the five answers right, boom, you win it. It's that Last simple. person
1: standing. So if somebody gets the first four, but they don't get the fifth. Whoever's on the phone next, you're up, and if you get the fifth and somebody did the heavy lifting, you win, pal.
0: There you go. Demaria is in Palmdale. What's up, Demaria?
4: Hello, yes, I'm Demaria from Palmdale. Um, Eddie Murphy's best movie is For Life. uh, I mean, not For Life, just Life. And uh, Eddie Murphy's worst movie. Is I mean I've never heard of a uh, vampire in Brooklyn, but it just sounds like a terrible title. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well done. Listen, you tell the a hell out of that book by its cover. <laughs>
0: yeah, you you got it. You're right. You are a hundred percent right. There's no question.
3: Uh,
0: hey, give me a Lakers, I, give, give me a grade on the Lakers, so far. I got C plus. C
3: plus. Oh, okay. C plus. Ooh, Tough critics. You're like Caplan. Almost harsh. All right. Harsh. All
0: right, Damario. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, let me go to Ryan in Pasadena. Ryan, have you been to Barcelona down in Old Town? Uh, no, I haven't been there. But, you check but I've out. been
6: to uh, Sasalito on, um, oh. I believe, Lake Lake Avenue.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
6: that's a good place. So uh, Eddie
0: Murphy's favorite movie, Life. I think that one's the best one.
2: Really? Yeah, pretty good.
0: It is really good.
2: It's pretty. I mean, and it's subtle commentary on mass incarceration in the criminal justice system is amazing. Yeah, and way ahead of his time.
0: And I thought, and I also thought the the combination of him and Martin Lawrence together was fantastic. Love Martin. Just played off each other so well.
4: Martin. Yeah. Absolutely. And
0: Ryan, what's the worst one? Uh,
6: the worst
4: one.
0: Um. I, I never
6: seen it either. What is it, the vampire, the brutal vampire? <laughs> yeah.
2: Just go with
0: it. Just go with <laughs> it. Go with, just it. it. Just go with it. Go with it. It's the worst one because you haven't seen it. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Just Just trust us. And Laker grade so far. Uh, I would say a solid B because uh they added
2: two new
6: people, uh, Schroeder and uh, Montezero. So they haven't had much time to gel, and then AD's been out. So LeBron's been carrying the load. Dude, okay.
2: they've added way more than just two new people. Right, right. two that matter so far. Right. They got, they got Marcus. Gasol is new. It's five,
0: actually. Yeah,
2: I was going to say. Yeah, yeah but yeah. only two that have really Ryan, mattered.
0: Ryan, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Let me sneak in Paul in Studio City. Paul, what do you got?
1: Yeah, I mean,
6: Trading Places is just always my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. I mean, of course, Coming to America is great, but Trading Places for me is number one. Him and Dan Aykroyd at that time was just yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would have to say uh, the worst movie, I'll have to go with everyone else. I didn't like Norbit either, though. Norbit, Norbit was pretty bad. bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a, a sneaky good movie that was, uh, like, Eddie went on a little hiatus and then came back and did a, a nice drama movie called Mr. Church that kind of got overlooked and honestly it's a pretty good movie so I okay, I'm going to throw Mr. that Church. one out there
0: okay okay, it. fair enough uh, Laker yeah grade, Mr. Real Church real quick. is good Uh,
6: Lakers, I I thought B-plus right away when you said it, just because, I mean, look, no team started hotter than the Lakers, right? Right. So what if they trailed off? You still have to keep uh, give them credit for the way they started the season. And just like uh, I think uh, you guys were already pointing out, I mean, they had the shortest turnaround. They came out on fire, and now it's only because of injury that they're struggling. We all know if they're 100%, they're the favorite to win it all. So how can you go lower than a B-plus? Come on,
2: brother. Priest, pass the play. Pass the play. Go down, right, let's Matt. get
0: the potato salad and the spaghetti. The preacher's <laughs> yeah. done. All right, Paul. <laughs> Paul in Studio City drops off. Give us your Laker grade, 877-710-ESPN on the first half. Best and worst Eddie Murphy movie is coming to America. Starts tomorrow on Amazon Prime, Eight seven 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 ten espn Don't forget, we're giving away the Papa Shot. We do a pop quiz. You got to be listening to the whole show, though, to find out what we've been doing all day. Uh, for you to win that thing. So we got that. We're going to be back in 90 seconds, and we're going to play a game for ourselves, a new game here on Sedano, LZ, and Cap called Overrated, Underrated, or Properly Rated. That's in 90 seconds.
6: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens?
5: Go ahead, <laughs> I like Greg. That. I like that, Ralph. That was funny. Uh, all right. The first one we're going to start off with here is going to be for George. And the way this game works is that you have to say whether it is overrated, underrated, or properly rated. And it's only going to go to one of you. But then yeah. everybody else can talk amongst yourselves. Okay. So the first one, George. The Houston Rockets have announced that they plan to retire James Harden's number 13. Is Harden's career in Houston overrated, underrated, or properly rated?
0: I would say properly rated. I mean, his career in Houston, I think it was like seven or eight, and whatever. Every year he was there, he was an all-star. He won a couple of scoring titles. He won an MVP. Like, like I have no problem with his time in Houston. They didn't win a championship. But, I, you know, I don't think that that's the complete measure of, of success. Like, there is a level of success that he had there that they hadn't had in a while. So, I'm willing to say properly rated.
4: Hmm. Hmm. Why, you I, think you overrated,
2: are, LZ? I, I, I think overrated. Really? I, I think it's overrated because I can't think of an important moment in the postseason that he had. So I'm not even talking about championship. I'm just talking about moment, game, quarter. I can't think of any in any important moment. I'm with LZ. Come on, Bergman, next. Let's hear it.
5: <laughs> All right, we'll go to you then, Scott. Coming to America—we've just been talking about it a bunch. Coming to America is coming out tomorrow, and what I want to know is—is is Eddie Murphy's comeback recently? Because he's had Dolomite, and now he's having um Coming to America, and then he's also coming out with another Beverly Hills Cop. Four is apparently announced. Is his later career, his comeback career, is that overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Yes, in the
0: face. Oh,
5: such a great line.
1: I would say Eddie Murphy's late career comeback as you're calling it is underrated and I'll say underrated because I don't even think about it as a a late kind of comeback at all I think of Eddie Murphy as just being one of the biggest stars in Hollywood who late in his career um, has created like a fadeaway jump shot he picks and chooses and works when he
2: wants to that's the way I look at it I'm with cap I don't even think of this as a comeback Eddie never left Eddie never this isn't like Dusty Springfield who fell off the pop charts for like decades and then just showed back up all of a sudden the comedians of today give Eddie's his propers all day every day mm-hmm. for as long as I can remember he's mm-hmm. always been on our minds and so I don't think he's you know falling off to come back.
0: Oh, I would disagree. Although I will not say he's overrated by any stretch of the imagination. I think he's arguably the greatest comedian of all time. Him and Richard Pryor, at least, are in that conversation for me. Um, but I would say properly rated. I think that to LZ's point, everybody give and Scott your point too. Everybody gives him the respect. But I would disagree that he, you know, he kind of did fall off the face of the earth a little bit. You know what I mean? Like at least maybe considering how much how how used to we how used to it we were to have him in the uh, you know, mainstream, right? As far as being at the forefront of movies and whatnot, um, he he really didn't work very much,
1: right? But that could have been a choice. I mean, it's not like Hollywood said, "Hey, Eddie Murphy, no, no! longer do we want to use him." But
0: but it, right. okay, I'm not. But that those that doesn't mean that you know he he wasn't part of our everyday huh. discussion, right? What, like what, he wasn't. Uh, for a while we were wondering when is he going to come back and there was all these rumors about will he go back and do stand-up like there was this talk about maybe he would do another huge comedy show you know or something like that and so there was a lot of those discussions because there were those discussions for a reason because he wasn't present you know
2: I, I, I view him like Chardé. doesn't fall off she doesn't make comebacks she gives you what she wants when she wants to give it to you
5: right. yeah the
2: sweetest taboo is what I'm talking about
5: all right Go ahead, Greg. What's next? <laughs> all right, LZ. Mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger is returning to the Pittsburgh Steelers officially. Overrated. Twenty-one seasons Overrated. Oh, all right, you know my question is his career. Overrated. Overrated. Two, two Super Bowls.
2: Did, did I stutter? I said what I said. Overrated.
1: Wait, you're asking is his career overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Correct. I'd say properly rated. I mean, he's got two Super Bowls. Hasn't been to one in a really, really long time. He's still capable of having, you know, statistics. I don't know that he's capable of bringing a team close to a Super Bowl at this stage of his career. But he's got two Super Bowl rings. He's properly rated as a a great quarterback of his era. Not the most likable guy in the world for a lot of people. I got that part.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think just if we're compartmentalizing his career, yeah, I think properly rated, six-time Pro Bowler, two-time champion. Like, you know, he was always, you know, up there statistically with the leaders, right, of his era. Yeah, I I have no problem saying as a player that he's properly rated. I I don't think – I certainly don't think he's underrated. I think, if anything – I, I would I would say probably rated with a slight lean to overrated because he was a stealer, right? So he got a lot of love for being on a team he that got a lot has a huge fan base. of love
2: yeah. for being on a team with a huge fan base. Mm-hmm. And let's keep it 100. That defense was just as important, if not oh, no more doubt. important, to that no to doubt. those runs. and Jerome Bettis. And yeah. he's never been in the conversation of the best QB in the league.
1: That's true. That's true. I mean, he he's been in the conversation, yeah, but I, of, but he's I don't one think anyone quarterbacks. I, yeah, you but, know. But But I don't think
0: anyone puts him in that category, do do they? I don't think so.
1: No, but they they talk about things like they'll say, you know, guys of this era who are surefire Hall of Famers, and you throw Roethlisberger's name in there because of his longevity and his Super Bowl rank. Well, he's better
2: than Eli, and and Eli's going to be in, you know? If that's if if better than Eli is on your resume, you're in trouble. <laughs> no, but I'm, he's more than that. Like I mean,
0: he, he threw for five thousand yards one season. You know what I'm saying? Like that's impressive. You so know? did Matt Even, Stafford, and
2: people called him a bum.
0: Yeah, but Matt Stafford does not won two Super Bowls. You know what, he's what I mean? A, like because
2: he's a Detroit Lion.
0: The, right. Well, you know, Who and doesn't we're going to find he, out. We're, we're going to see find what Matt out Stafford, about Stafford looks Matt Stafford. like now. Right. That's exactly
2: yeah, right. There yeah. we go. that's right.
0: So you have it. All right. That's enough. We're, we we got a break here that's in a second. Enough. Anyway. I'm good. But
2: I, but I like that groove though, Laura. Let that groove ride I do. A yeah. bit.
0: Well, I here's that. the thing. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Brian Windhorst. We got to talk to him about the NBA midseason mark, the Lakers, the Clippers, the whole deal. And Brian did a story on that NBA Top Shot stuff that you and I were talking about on Monday, Scott. Mm-hmm. I'm, LZ, I'm sure you've seen it or read about it. It's basically like sort of like Bitcoin for digital moments. Um, uh, with the NBA, and it's like there's this craze for it right now. So Brian wrote the story on ESPN.com a couple days ago. So we'll ask him about that, too. So our buddy Wendy is going to join us in two minutes. But first, Kiki.
1: Must be 21-plus and present in select states.
5: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: Sedano, LZ, and Cap. 710 ESPN on a Thursday. Halfway mark of the season. We are lucky to have our friend Brian Windhorst on with us. ESPN NBA senior writer, insider, and of course, the host of the Hoop Collective podcast. Make sure you subscribe to that. And check out everything Brian's doing there with that pod. It's one of the best pods that we've got here at the company. So, always great information, always great analysis. And, again, lucky to have him here. So, uh, Wendy, thanks for taking the time. Let me start here because we were talking about this earlier. Halfway, Mark, if you look at the Lakers, okay, and I, you had to give them a letter grade. And I, I'll, I'll give you pluses and minuses, too. Where are you at on the Lakers right now? And
4: that's a really good question. I, I don't know because I don't really – I'm not really paying attention to the what's happened to them for the last 10 games, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what they are without AD because if they don't have AD, they're not going to be a champion. So, and the other thing is, as well as they were playing before he got hurt, they have another level because they have that thing that's in their pocket that I don't think any team has, which is when the going gets rough, they can just drop down and put A B at center put a better scoring and shooting team out there and they're going to be better and they're not going to do that in the regular season. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. So like to me, we haven't even seen the real team this year. So um, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, ideally you would not want to be on the same side of the bracket as the Clippers, but at the end of the day, you're going to probably have to beat them anyway. And you're probably going to have to beat the jazz. The Jazz right now would love nothing more for the Clippers and Lakers to finish 2-3 and only have to potentially play one of them. But I'm not stressed at all about the Lakers. They obviously have to play better and they have to shoot more consistently, but I'm not stressed at all.
2: What about their lack hmm. of size, which has been my issue with them really since they let Dwight and JaVel go? Do you not think when it comes to facing Gobert, when it comes to facing Jokic – Um, Ennis Cantor had his way with them. that not having a mobile big body outside of AD could be a problem?
4: So, I think where the NBA is today, it's a game of speed. Um, And it's a game that's played at pace. And if you can play with speed, the size thing becomes secondary. And when the Lakers go to AD at center, they can play with tremendous speed. Uh, I do think I would say that their two big weaknesses as a team are their lack of athleticism on defense at center. And the, the way you really recognize that is because that was a huge strength last year. That's now no longer there. You don't have those athletes rotating in and blocking those shots like you had with Dwight and JaVale. Um And then their inconsistency with their three-point shooting. But again, you can put a defensive player of the year caliber player and Anthony Davis at center and you can put, and when you do that, you can put an extra shooter on the court. Um, I mean, I do think that they potentially could add another piece that could, that potentially could help them. But if they're full strength and they go to their best lineup, they're still going to be hard to beat four out of seven. Yeah. Brian
1: Winhorse, you say if. That's the question, right? If. Because we don't really know, unless you know, what AD is going to be. If he's going to be back, if he will be full strength, what do you think?
4: Well, look, I know that they, you know, twisted themselves into a pretzel to say that this was not an Achilles injury. Guys, this is an Achilles injury. So um, you absolutely do not want to rush him back. I-, I know they said a month or whatever, but to my knowledge, I don't think he's ramping up at all. So I would not expect to see him next week. Um, you know, he'll be back when he's back, and you've got to be careful there. Um, and I-, I heard everything that he said. I heard everything that was said about the injury. I, I don't doubt any of that. But when you're talking about something in the Achilles area and, and the other thing is they said it was tendinosis, not tendinitis, tendinosis. And assuming I'm going to take them at their word, that's what it is. Tendinosis is a more severe, you know, issue than tendinitis. So um, I think you give them all the rest that you can and you take some losses. In the meantime, you deal with it, but you know, they're still, you know, the top defensive team and they still have the best player. And those two things being on your side, I think he's still going to have a good chance if you're healthy at the end.
0: Brian Windhorst with us here, ESPN NBA insider, senior writer, and, of course, host of the Hoop Collective podcast. Make sure you subscribe to that. Um, you mentioned rest. LeBron rested yesterday. Look, everyone knows you've covered him longer than anyone. Like, How challenging of a conversation do you think that is with him?
4: I hope he went to Mexico. I hope he's spending – I hope he's doing his picks Uh, from Mexico or or the Caribbean or somewhere, and he's taking every last minute until whenever he has to get on the private plane Saturday to get to Atlanta. And then when he leaves Atlanta on on Sunday night after the game, I hope he goes back to the the tropics wherever he can go because um, the burden on him is, you know, it's just high. But I'll tell you guys, I learned this lesson in Cleveland. Um, You cannot look at him. and and try to project, like, oh, yeah, you're going to be tired. Like, uh, I think other players, maybe you can. Uh, He doesn't want to hear it. Um, And I pulled my hands off of that a long time ago because he is as educated on his body and what he can handle as any player in the league, and he will do what he thinks needs to be done. He is an absolute expert at, at ramping himself up and getting himself ready for a playoff run. And he has demonstrated that. Year over year, as his body is aged, as he has gone through different parts of the calendar, he knows what he's doing. So uh, I'm going to give him that space. I think (laughs) the AD situation is way more concerning than wearing LeBron out.
2: Obviously, a lot of eyes are on the buyout market, particularly for us here in L.A. Um, If you had a choice to make a single-season run, would you rather see Andre Drummond as a Laker or Blake Griffin or some other player who's on the buyout market that we don't, aren't talking about?
4: CLV, again, I think you need speed. I think the, where the NBA is t- today, and especially go take a look and watch the Nets, you need guys who can move, man. I would rather have a guy who can move than a guy who uh, is tall. And um, I know that height obviously plays a, a factor. It's basketball, but you know, you, you know, people are talking about who the Nets are going to get at center. They just got this guy, the this second-year player Nick Claxton, back from an injury. He's a real athletic string bean guy, and he looks like he's really going to help them because he's six eleven and he can really, really move. And so, to me, in the buyout market, you're looking for a guy who's an athlete. But you know, I think the Lakers we'll also take a look at the trade market because, you know, one thing about this team, I don't think they're going to be able to keep this roster together because I think it's going to be too expensive. I don't think that they can afford in quotes because this, you know, the Lakers have as much money as anybody, but I don't, I I think it's going to be difficult for them to bring back Taylor Horton, Tucker, Alex Caruso and KCP and Schroeder. Okay. I don't, I think one of those guys is probably going to have to be sacrificed. Just because you're looking next year, if you keep all those guys at their market value, you're looking at a $250 million payroll, including luxury taxes. So I think they may sniff on the market just to see, look, if everybody really, really loves Taylor Horton Tucker, is there something out there they could do to help them? If, if, is, there, is there a move to, to use one of their uh, wing, extra wing players to bring back maybe, a, maybe an athlete who can be a big? I don't know if that player is going to be available out there. But I would not be surprised if the Lakers uh, investigate that market ahead of the
1: deadline. Of the players you just mentioned, though, Brian Windhorst, I'll tell you the guy, and I'll see, George, LZ, I don't know what you guys think about this, but to me, Schroeder is untouchable, in my opinion. KCP, touchable. Taylor Horton Tucker, touchable. Um, any of these other guys, but Schroeder, to me, is a guy that you do not want to get rid of. What do you guys think?
4: Well, I mean, you know, he's extension eligible as of two weeks ago. You know, you yep. can't extend a player immediately when you trade for him uh, six months or there's some computation this year because it's an off schedule. He became extension eligible third week of February. And so the the, the Lakers have the option of, of doing a deal with him right now. They could sign him up to four years. Um, that's going to be expensive. And this is one of the things I'm talking about, the Laker payroll. If you look at Dennis Schroeder, and I do agree, I think that he's – you know. In addition to the player that he is, he is not a replaceable player for the Lakers. They are going to be a luxury taxpayer next year, which means that their free agency is going to be limited to the $6 million trade uh, uh, mid-level for taxpayers. That means, you know, you're not getting a $6 million replacement for Dennis Schroeder. And if you go out there and look at the market, you go look look at what DeJounte Murray has signed for and Fred Van Vliet has signed for and Bogdan Bogdanovich, these are kind of comparable players. I mean, Fred VanVleet got, um, you know, it's like uh, 18, 19 million a year. I think you're looking at probably around 17 or 18 million million a year for Schroeder, and at that price, with what else you have committed, it makes it hard to keep all those guys. So that's that's one of the reasons. that If that is a priority, and the Lakers have gone through that thought process, I promise you, because they're talking to him about an extension right now. That
0: affects the, the, the roster because they may look at it at the deadline. Brian Windhorst with us here, ESPN NBA senior writer, insider. Check out the Hoop Collective podcast as well. Uh, two quick ones on the way out, Brian, and thank you so much for the time. Um, on the Clippers, you're obviously very familiar with Ty Lue. I, I feel like he's holding some stuff back perhaps on defense still because they're not very good on defense. They clearly haven't been very good in clutch time. What is your assessment of what you've seen thus far from them?
4: Well, he did that in Cleveland, and it birthed one of the one of the funny memes that happened when, his, when he went to Cleveland, the, the quote unquote secret defense that he didn't de- deploy in Cleveland the one year, and he, he waited till the playoffs to bring it out. Um, you know that's a coaching philosophy. Um, the clip I haven't looked at the updated numbers in the last two days, so don't hold me to these exact rankings. But on on like Monday or Tuesday when I last looked at them, the Clippers ranked. 15th in the league in defense, which is okay. They obviously can be better. But 30th in the league in clutch defense.
3: Mm
4: -hmm. Um, And they were 17th in the league in clutch offense. That, guys, is how you lose close games. One of the reasons why they're bad in close games, not only is their defense just okay during the regular part of the game, they're getting scored on in the clutch like nobody else in the league. And, by the way, they were – my guess is they're still 30th because they were 30th by quite a bit. And so that's uh, that's situational. That's involves lineups. That uh, involves uh, discipline. And a lot involves coaching. So if Ty Lu is holding something back, uh, he needs to remember the, the importance of building good habits because this team has all of the assets to be a really good defensive team, and they're not delivering in the clutch. Now, you could say, well, look, um, they don't play a heck of a lot of clutch games because they're really good and they beat teams uh, by, by getting out in front of them. And that's true. because we saw last year, the clutch is really important. And I know everybody focuses on their offense in the clutch. And I was just reading reports this afternoon, Ty Lue talking about how he had a long meeting with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard this week on their road trip, talking to them about clutch offense. But remember, they got to get better on clutch defense too.
0: Yeah. And lastly, you wrote a great story about NBA Top Shot um, we actually had a caller call in and explain it to us. I'm familiar with blockchain technology. Uh, I'm I'm a Bitcoin person, um, but even this has been surprising to me. What was you, you know when you dove into this thing, like how how's taken aback were you by some of the prices and just everything that kind of went into this?
4: Well, we're in a, we're in a time right now where things things are, are holding value that we didn't think. Or understood, whole held value even a year ago, much less three or four years ago. You know, a Bitcoin which isn't tied to anything; it just exists in ones and zeros. It, it, it has value because it's, there's a certain segment of the world populations that says it has value, and really, it's not unlike a Picasso. Like I can look at a Picasso and say it's beautiful, but I'm not. I don't have the means, nor am I willing to pay millions of dollars for it. The reason the Picasso has value is that there's this population in the world and it may be dozens of people or it may be hundreds of people whatever it is those people say that that is worth millions of dollars to them and therefore it is worth millions of dollars it doesn't have to be worth it to you and me that's the same thing with top shot it exists as a digital form it doesn't exist in physical reality you and i don't have to value it george but if there's a market out there of people who do it will become a thing and it will, it will remain a thing. Now, whether or not it does remain a thing is something for the crystal ball and the market and everything like that. But it is really at its real heart no different than saying this little piece of cardboard is worth $5 million, as the person who paid for the Mickey Mantle rookie card um, a, m- m- a month or two ago said. Saying that a piece of cardboard is worth $5 million is not any different than saying a digital artifact is worth Two hundred
0: thousand. He's Brian Windhorst, one of the best in the business, ESPN NBA senior writer and insider. Check out his podcast, The Hoop Collective. Subscribe, rate, and review as well. Wendy, thanks for the time, brother. Always appreciate it.
4: Thank you, sir. Take Later, care, guys. Dude. I hope to see you in the next six months. Yeah, yeah. Same tier.
0: Same here. <laughs> Stay healthy. All right, we've got a lot to cover there with what Wendy had to say uh, from the Lakers, the Clippers' perspective, and even Top Shot. We are going to be back. In nine, excuse me, 70 seconds. So, like a, a minute and 10 seconds, we're going to be back. Uh, don't forget, we're giving away a Papa Shot, a Lakers Papa Shot at the end of the show today, six We're going to do a pop quiz. So, you got to be listening the whole show to know what the hell we're going to ask you in that pop quiz. Visit papashot.net for more infor- information. All right, we're back in 70 seconds.